Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you caught last week's show, back in the studio this week to talk about some wine and, and spirit selections before the new year, we have Mr. Hank Zona, who is the founder and CEO of The Grapes Unwrapped. He also has the Corkside Wine Club with Chef Rich Klug, Krug over at the Orange Lawn Club. Welcome back. Thanks, Darrell. How's your Christmas? Good. I'm Christmas hope, is right? very good. It's How always your good. Christmas? So you know, it's always good. You know, it's all about family, food, and fun, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's that, that's exactly it. And you know, it's funny, but we, you know, we talked talked a little bit about last week. Uh, you, you, you know, what wine you're putting out on the on the table. What, you know, what are you pairing with your with with dinners? And uh, you know. I, as we get older, we get more and more focused on realizing that it really is, is about family and you want to have as good a meal as you possibly can for everybody. But, but you know what, it's not the most important part of it. So, uh, so that's the time when you, when you give people good stuff, but it's not, unless you're, unless your whole family are, are, are wine geeks, you know, you, know, you don't get too crazy about it. Not about anybody whose whole family is, is like that. So well, you know, it's funny. Uh, save it for your buddies. Well, you know, some family members I will give a particular wine to, and some family members I'll hold back because <laughs> the ones that can appreciate it. All right. But the ones who just like, Drinking it like it's water, that's right. a different story. Right. Well, you know, you got to know your room. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you got to right. be able to read the room. That's but, right. You know, it's interesting. One of the things that, uh, that I was reminded of, you know, everyone associates Christmas with It's a Wonderful Life, right? And, oh, right. Uh, right, yeah. right it's, it's, that, it's that classic movie. And there's a scene in the movie. You know, one of the things I, I love to look for, I love to look for wine references in popular culture. Yeah, I, I, like I'll watch Scandal and look at the, her silly oh, yes. wine glasses or I'll, or I'll watch, a, watch a movie and, and see. See, a, see wine in it but there's the one scene where uh, with George and Mary Bailey are visiting the new home of the Martinis, oh, right? Yes. And they and they bring them a gift, right. and and they bring them bread, and they said bread so that this house may never know hunger, and salt that life may always have flavor, and then a bottle of wine, and so that joy and prosperity may reign forever, and and you know, so you think about yeah, wine is a, to me is a joyful thing. It's yes. fun. It's what you share with family and friends. It's That's pleasurable, true. but then you think about prosperity. You know, you know, were they? You know, so you're, you 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 want to have wine? Are they giving them wine so they're so they're wealthy? But you think to the end of the movie, right? When 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 George is saved and his brother says, "You're the richest man in town." That's right. And it has nothing to do with money. It's about it's about having family and friends around you, know, you, and that's prosperity. I have probably seen that movie. I am fifty eight. I would say <laughs> I have probably seen that movie. I can probably remember at the age of four or five, mm-hmm. and I watch it. Well, it used to be just once, and a it's year. still on black and white. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I used to. I mean, it used to be just once. A year. Now, yeah, yeah. You catch it right. three or four <laughs> That's times. That's right, right. Um, but that line still gets me. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting a little choked yeah. up now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because when you, when you think about it, that's what it, it's most important. Yeah. Is 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 people and the love and yeah and faith yeah and, and that's charity. that's prosperity. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, during. Um, after we, we wrapped up last week's interview, we were having a conversation, and um, you were telling me about uh, Marcus Samuelson, yeah. an event that, that you attended. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, one, one of the fun things that uh, I've been doing, and it, you know, it was all because of basketball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a guy I've been playing basketball with for 25 years, Mike Paris, who's a great photographer, he did a, he did a great 
uh, video series called First Hoops where he, he met some famous and not so famous people, shot video with them on the first basket they shot on. Like my friend Dave Garaban, wow. Harry Maplewood, or or John Havlicek, or yes. Chris Mullen, and, and and so and other people. So Mike came to me and he says, "I want to do videos," and it's great. Cause, and Mike says, "I don't drink wine," but he says, "I I just love you know what you do." So we've been sh- doing videos for a year and a half. Some you know great stories, and and so I said to him, Mike, you know, Marcus Samuelson's opening up in Newark. And it's a big deal. It's a big deal for Newark. Absolutely. You know, there have been people doing some great stuff in Newark now for a number of years, yeah. but Marcus Samuelson puts a face to it, a famous face to it. Absolutely, yeah. truly international, in fact. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so Mike is Mike loves to like track down these great stories. And he wrote to Marcus Samuelson's people, and he got back to me almost immediately, and he said something's wrong. They got back to me right away. <laughs> and they're, they're incredibly nice and they're incredibly, and as PR person's really sweet and they've, they've been really responsive and they're really into it. And, you know, one of the things I've learned is that you, you start to wonder, okay, what's the catch? There's no catch. Marcus Samuelson is a good guy and he's surrounded by good people. To a person, the people I've met now have been really fantastic people. And I, and I got, I got to say, it's probably a key part of his success so uh, i was able to spend some time with him and shoot a video in the restaurant a couple of days before it opened uh, i got to go back to the opening party uh, a couple weeks ago and and that was fantastic and they want us to come back in january or february and shoot some more video with them and so this video it could be found on your website it's on my website uh-huh. yep yeah, and uh, on the grapes on wrap website mm-hmm. and uh yeah where you can do a search for for uh, we call them hank's wine shorts okay so uh, you could do a search for hank's wine shorts or the mm-hmm. grapes unwrap me and marcus samuelson and and one of the cool things about Marcus Samson was we're about to shoot the video and he pulls his GM of the restaurant into the picture. He says, I want I want Chris in here too. And and you know, and that's that really said a lot to me. Uh, he he sees the importance. You know, you know, I've been to Red Rooster up in Harlem a few times. I just love the vibe. You know, the very first time I went in there was before a concert at the Apollo and and it is this this is great mix of people sitting there having having really good food and and drinking and there's great music playing and stevie wonder comes on and boogie on reggae woman and i'm looking around the bar and everybody's moving and (laughs) moving their heads and they're smiling they're dancing and and it's just a great vibe and you can already sense that vibe happening at the newark restaurant too so it's really exciting it's exciting and it's it's in the uh the haynes building which has been uh I guess reconstituted. Beautifully restored. Yeah, yeah, there's a Whole Foods in there. There's some stores. There's some uh, uh, apartments, I believe, an office space up top. Uh, Audible has become a really big player in that part of Newark. Uh, there's, um, you know, great things happening at NJ Pack. There's some great not for profits happening. You're even working on yeah, a project down there, g- too, right? G- Gadget Software is yeah. uh, right at uh, 58 Park Place. They're right next to WBGO. Yeah. Um, Dan Crane is the CEO of Gadget, uh, Gadget mm-hmm. Software. This is his fourth startup. The other three ended successely. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he specifically chose. Yeah, great track <laughs> He specifically chose uh, Newark because of the Renaissance, and this is yeah. their, they're going into their fourth year. At, yeah. At the, at, 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 in, in Newark. And Marcus was really good about that. He said, "No, this this restaurant is four years in the making." He said, "But we're not the, we're not the groundbreakers. A lot of people have been laying the laying the groundwork here and putting doing the heavy lifting." And you know he's he's been really really involved in in the public's perception of revitalization of Harlem. But again, it's not like he did it. And he, and he said, I'm not the person who did this. But, you know, I'm helping it along. He's really involved in Harlem Eats, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Newark Eats at one time too. You know, there's there's some great young 
energy right now in all sectors, especially in the food and beverage business. I, I've had the really good pleasure to come close with a young restaurant owner in the Ironbound, uh, you know, Angel Leston, who owns Casa de Paco. You know, and he's, interesting enough, when, when Marcus was going around Newark looking to find where the, where the influences were that he could sort of absorb into his place, Marcus B&P, he stopped at Angel's Restaurant in the Ironbound to well, uh, I remember to have, yeah, um, to you were very kind. A few months ago, I had a client who was looking for a restaurant in Newark. Yeah. And, and you recommended that, yeah. and they had an absolute fabulous time. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I have a fabulous time every time I'm there. But uh, you know, and, and it's just you know, and it's nice that there's these great, comfortable places. And, and look, we're, we're honest people here. We're we're very positive about the stuff that's happening in Newark. We know that there's it's not a perfect place, and there's still going to be problems and lots of lots of work to be done. But if you can't be positive about the good things that are happening right now, then uh, you know that that's silly because there's just good stuff happening. You know, I, I think one of the the great things that happened, of course, back in uh, 93, 94, the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, they they broke ground somewhere mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, with um, the Prudential Center, right, and now Seton Hall, yeah, is, is playing there versus. Uh, having to go out to the Meadowlands. Right. There's nothing wrong with the Meadowlands, but it's it's a drive and it's kind of it just doesn't feel like students. it's near the community, exactly. right? Right. And Seton Hall's law school is law school's there. Rutgers, Rutgers has a bunch of stuff happening. NJIT. Yeah. NJIT just opened a, a new facility, which which reminds me, I have to introduce you to Mike Wall. Cool. Over at NJIT. He's Excellent. In, he's in corporate advancement, and um, they do a lot of different events. They they do, and you know the other thing is it's interesting you mentioned NJIT because because good good friend in in the community and from my high school days Jerry Ryan Maplewood is a professor there now, and Jerry's had a brilliant tech career, and I just met with him recently to talk about trying to get some students involved and maybe developing an app for me where you know one of my projects on on, on the table is to try to develop an app where. You know, as I get busier, I can't be everywhere <laughs> at once. But for for people to actually somehow tap into my knowledge, do an event in their home, and you have me through the magic of some you know where gadget, technology. Gadget software gets their new IT people. Where NJIT, yeah, and they're brilliant. Yeah, they're brilliant. Professor Geller is someone else there. Is a professor in the computer science department. Oh, good. Um, that could probably introduce you to some folks there. I, I'd love to keep it local. So uh, oh yeah, that, that'd be fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so, so, you know, thinking about New Year's, it's interesting. I was having a conversation with, um, I, was in, I was in London a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, mm-hmm. and one of my uh, clients said that she and her husband, um, they don't end the New Year awake. They go to bed, and they rise first thing in the mm-hmm. morning, like before sunrise, mm-hmm. and they bring in the New Year. Mm. And they have their favorite beverage, whether it's coffee or wine or mm-hmm. champagne for that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your philosophy about the new year and, and, and with your favorite beverage of choice? You know, I, I, um, I've been saying for years, New Year's is a lot like amateur night. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I hate to say that, but a lot of people treat some of these, these nights or days as a sort of a, free pass to just overdo it and it's unfortunate because if if you look at the history of so many cultures there are so many interesting traditions as to how holidays are celebrated how how new seasons are are brought in how a new year is brought in 
and and I think that you know some of them are fascinating, and they're you know they're really rooted in in, in things that make perfect sense. So uh, uh, so to celebrate something that's new and, and however way you do it uh, is is fantastic. And, and let's be let's be blunt about this: 2017 on many levels for people was a difficult year. And it's a nice year that it's nice to put it behind us and and to and to look at the next year as a, as a fresh start for whatever those reasons were and and I know we both know they're they're personal and they're greater so um, um, so so whatever your tradition is I think that's fantastic I I do love sparkling wine but I drink sparkling wine all year long so <laughs> so I do like to bring in the year with with a with a nice sparkling wine. Like to be with family and friends if we can. Uh, one of the things we've been doing in my neighborhood on and off for a number of years is a little progressive dinner that we start maybe at seven o'clock and work our way up to finish. Nice. And somehow it always that's seems to finish in my house, but that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's okay. I just have to walk upstairs. Then. That's right. That's but right. It, but it's you know it's it's uh, you know I'm I'm sorry that we don't have the first night uh, celebration anymore, I right? Know, I, um, know. I remember that we. Yeah, which was a great we way to again that with, ba- with my daughter Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, you know our kids were at that yeah. age, and and that's when we had a lot of those events, and it was a great way to make it a a family community. event and a community, community event family. at the same time. Yes. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I congratulate your friends for coming up with their, with their own way of doing it, and you know, and look, if you're not used to burning the midnight oil anymore uh, socially you know you set yourself back when you're if you're if you're staying out late that night so you might as well you know when you wake up it's still new year's you know speaking about uh sparkling wine um in a particular region you you prefer over another region or well um i always look for value and and you know in champagne there isn't well, well, value doesn't necessarily have mean something has to be cheap. Uh, champagne, a lot of the famous champagnes are mass-produced wines. Doesn't mean they're bad wines, mm-hmm. but if you like to support small people, the big champagne houses are making a million, two million cases a year, and you're still paying top dollar for it. So one of the movements I like to support is is called the grower champagne movement. The the grower, grower champagne, champagne movement. Those are small producers. Mm-hmm. Who are growing the grapes and making the wine themselves? Now, not that they're tiny entities themselves, but they're not—they're they're not the, the, the huge players out there. Um, I think there's really good sparkling wine being made in uh, lots of places you wouldn't think. I've had fantastic sparkling wine from a winery in Massachusetts. The very first wine from New Jersey that just got a the for, very first wine to get a 90 point rating in New Jersey is from William Heritage Winery in southern New Jersey and they, their sparkling wine just got 90 points in Wine Spectator so uh, so you know there's good sparkling wine being made here now up in the Finger Lakes um, one of the wines I brought today to, to talk about just briefly is from the Loire Valley. You know, we tasted a, a Cabernet Franc, a, a nice red wine uh, last time, which I said I'm just loving now with, with big meals, uh, protein and vegetable-based meals. But, you know, the, the Loire Valley is also where you get some beautiful Chenon Blanc. Uh, it's also where Sancerre is, which is, to me, the most beautiful expression of Sauvignon Blanc, Sauvignon Blanc, probably. Uh, Muscadet is from the Loire. So Loire is really the breadbasket, uh, the, the, the farming world of, of France. So it uh, goes to follow that there's some beautiful wine being made there. So what we have here is, uh, uh, is a sparkling wine from a Langlois. Uh, Langlois, and this is a rosé made from 100% Cabernet Franc again. It's not going to taste like the wine we tasted last week, but it's, it's a beautiful wine. What's great about this winery is that it is owned by 
Bollinger. Bollinger, a very well-known name in Champaign. Uh, they bought this property in the Loire Valley, and they make this really beautiful wine that is probably half the price of a, cha- of a champagne, of rosé champagne. And so buy two bottles, share with your friends. Oh. I've been featuring it at some of the events I've done and done this year at, uh, at Orange Lawn, and it was w- wildly popular, so, f- so much so that people are coming back to me ordering it by the case. So, uh, wow. so it's a nice wine. And, and by the way, this is for you and Deb oh, thank to, you. to share, wow. uh, whether you have it New Year's Eve or some other time, however you, you wish to ring in the New Year. Beautiful. Thing. That's for you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Hank Zona, who is the founder and CEO of the Grapes Unwrapped, and also with M- Chef Rich Krug at the Orange Lawn Club. They have the Corkside Wine Club, which is it every Thursday? No, it is. Well, you try to do it once a month. Once and, a month. Uh, once we try a to month. do it once a month because we don't want people on a Thursday mm-hmm. usually. Uh, sometimes we'll go to a Friday. But we try to keep it on Thursday. I may even do one on a Wednesday every now and then. You know, as we're getting more and more popular, we're, we're getting more events coming in as well. We're getting more people coming to us wanting to do dinners. Uh, coming up in the new year, uh, we're doing a, uh, a dinner with a fellow named Steve Graff, who, who owns uh, Banshee Wines out of California, which is really well regarded. And he also started an international arm called Valkyrie. He now lives in Brooklyn, so he's making these fabulous wines on the West Coast and importing them from other parts of the world, living in Brooklyn. Uh, when he came to meet and taste some wines with us, he just took the train out from Penn Station, which is nice. Uh, we're doing an Alsatian dinner in February, and then we're doing a really nice Bordeaux dinner in March. And uh, so those are, those are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, just just going back into the fall, we had Andre Mack here for dinner. Andre Mack, oh, yes. who's, who's incredibly well-known wine personality, business personality, made the Black Enterprise Top 100, uh, makes his own wine, has his own design company, has been featured in national advertising. You know, it was a great coup to get somebody like him to... And again, he took the train out <laughs> to come right. on because he lives in Brooklyn uh, to come on out and uh, and do a dinner. We, on three three weeks' notice, we had eighty five people for dinner, which was pretty wow. nice. So, uh, awesome. so I'm trying to bring good people in, interesting stories, uh, interesting wines, stuff that you're not going to find and everywhere. They can find all of this information at your website, which yeah. is grapesunwrapped.com. Yep. yep. And um, we didn't get a chance to jump into this at at the last interview, but I believe you said that you're doing a travel a wine travel type of business right I, let's, I, let's talk about that you know it's um people like to travel people like wine so let's let's combine them uh i i've wanted to do this for a while and you know one of the nice things about these events is we've been i've been meeting some great people who come to the events and, and every dinner we seem to get over half the people who show up for the dinners are new they've never been there before which is fantastic and I met a, a wonderful travel consultant, and she and I have been talking about uh, putting together some trips. So, so we're looking at um, launching something uh, like a long weekend trip to the Finger Lakes, in, and hoping trying to find a weekend in May or June. And then the other thing we're 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 working out now the details on is a group trip to Italy in October, and that would really focus on Tuscany and Umbria. Wow, yeah. you know, interesting. So for the Finger Lakes. Is that where everyone will board a bus, or will they drive up on their own? Well, they, what I'm what I'm trying to have everyone do is meet, uh, uh, drive up on their own to meet at a at a central location, a hotel probably in Ithaca area, and then I'll uh, we'll get on a bus from there. 
Okay. I already have relationships with wineries, with restaurants, with uh, uh, distilleries up there, with, uh, um, with places to stay, things to do, uh, cider houses as well, which are really popular right now. So it will be a nice, uh, a nice weekend where, you know, and then key to these trips to Durrell is not to overdo it. You know, I, I you know, professionally, I, I may be able to visit 10 wineries in a day. But it's work. It's not fun necessarily. You, you know, I'm really there to, to, to taste and to, and to cull information. When I go to these big tasting events in the city, it sounds great to say you're tasting 200 wines, but you know, it's, it's, it is kind of work. Like, yeah. So, so these, these weekends or even the, the, the week-long trip to Italy, I want to build in non-wine time. And that non-wine time could be doing other things, things of historical significance, uh, just getting out into nature, it just might also mean some downtime for everybody okay. too. So this is this is, these aren't uh, uh, these aren't going to be crazy trips exactly where you're going from one one place you to know, the next. Um, during my time at, at Elsevier, uh, we had our sales meeting in s- South Africa, mm. and um, some colleagues, Jan Willem, Jan Willem Dijkstra, who was a great mentor who knew his wine, mm. um, he had set up uh, us to do a little. Uh, wine, you know, visit to a winery, and we actually visited two during the day, and then the group it was like eight of us. We got along so well. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we worked together, but sometimes yeah. you know, you right. I want to get back to. <laughs> everyone was having such a good time that we went to a third winery <laughs> for dinner. Ah, you know? that's nice. Um, we started off with Stolenbosch, which was which, which is very, Be- yeah. beautiful. Yeah, um, but yeah, but you're right, folks. You know, one enjoyed right. You know. Um, the tour, the wine, right. have a little bite. You know, you don't want it to be hard work. Right. And, and, you know, one of the things I learned, too, when I do my events, I do my dinners, my speaking engagements, I, first of all, I don't use notes. I, I, I try to keep it conversational. I don't want people feeling like they're at, at a lecture. They don't, they don't yeah. want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I refer to it as infotainment. I want to mm-hmm. give people information. People want to learn about this stuff, yeah. wh- whether it's a wine dinner or mm-hmm. a trip or if I'm addressing a corporate group or even if I'm doing something in somebody's home. Yeah. They, they want information, but it, you know, yeah. we talked about last night. you got to read the room. You have to know when, when people want more, when they want less. You have to know when to shut up, uh, when, when to give them more. You know, you know, and I always say is people have wine stories, and they want to tell their stories too. So I love to have have opportunity for people to tell me their stories, whether it's to a whole group or to me individually. I learn from that too. I get something out of that as well. And so with the, I mean, the trips, <laughs> people can buy and sell, you know, wine. Mm-hmm. You have the, the 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 Corkside Wine Club, but then you also find a a lot of time to do some very significant volunteer work. And you've been doing, you've been president of the Boosters Club now for how many years? You know what? I, cougar, I, cougar, I don't cougar. even know. I don't even know that. Myself. You know, I remember we joked last time. I don't remember how many years we've been right. doing our conversation here right. for the holidays. Um, I've been doing it since, well, my daughter is 22, will be 23, and I started doing it when she was in middle school. Wow. So um, the, the Columbia High School Cougar Boosters, to me, is important because, uh, well, anything youth-oriented is important in, in a community because I just think that uh, as much as we, we like to say, we do a lot for our youth. I think communities always could can do more, and and I also believe that uh, a strong high school is vital to a strong community. And and to have a strong high school, you need to support it, not just 
academically, uh, but but really support the the range of of offerings and opportunities that kids could get involved in. Uh, in in school and after school. And that's one of the the key things about the Booster Club because back in the day when you thought about Booster, you thought about just football or right, basketball. Right, right, right. But this is supporting all of the programs at, at all the, the programs. Over, over half the money we give is, I'd say, not does not go to athletics. Um, that said, you know, it's interesting. So we the Booster's been around since the 70s. It's a 5013C. Uh, it's all volunteer. Over half of our board are people whose kids have graduated from Columbia who aren't even at Columbia anymore, which says a lot, I think, about, about the people on that board and also you know, our attitude toward the community. Uh, that we think it is important to, to sustain this. And uh, and this is the, the coming up will be the 20th year of the Cougar Booster Golf Outing. It'll be the second Monday of May. And uh, that is our primary fundraiser. Now, what's also interesting about that, it's been run by one person all these years, Al Farah from South Orange, whose wow. four kids have gone through <laughs> Columbia High School. And, and I think a real testimony to Al's community service and to the boosters secondarily is that the Columbia High School Hall of Fame Club has just uh, announced that they're going to honor Al with the Peter Cross Service Award, which which couldn't have happened to a better person. So, I mean, um, twenty years, of twenty years running. running this golf outing, and he's the he is really the heart and soul of that outing, and that is the uh, really our by far our primary fundraiser, and all that money gets channeled back in. We've given since the year two thousand, we've given over three hundred fifty thousand dollars to seventy five different. Groups, clubs, teams, entities, wow. initiatives at Columbia High School. Wow, that is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, we wish we had more. We wish <laughs> we had more money to spread around. Wow. But it's a, but, so we really try to get it into all corners of the school. You know, there's 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 a lot of people who do great things who make this community work here. Absolutely, in absolutely. And you know, and that and, and I think part of that's because we're geographically close to one another. But I also think it's just been the orientation of, of people here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but I'll say this, and I talk to friends within the community in all different groups, youth-based, church-based, uh, school, athletics, you, know, you, you can go all throughout. Uh, and I've talked to friends in other parts of New Jersey, other parts of the country. It's getting tougher and tougher to find volunteers. Mm-hmm. People aren't stepping up like they used to. And, and, you know, it's not a criticism. It's just an awareness thing. And, you know, pretty soon people, you know, over half of us on the booster board, for example, our kids aren't at Columbia. Well, you know, people are committed to staying on, but if people start to move out of the community eventually or really get really far removed from it, that leaves a real gap. And you want to have continuity in your volunteerism. You don't have to have the next group come in and have to reinvent the wheel like we did when we first met doing girls softball. You know, there was no program there. We, we started that from scratch, and now it sustains itself every year. So I just think that, you know, people don't, don't I don't know if they're aware, but just even putting in a few hours a year, not even a week or a month, makes a tremendous difference. And, and it has a great impact on these organizations and, and people really need that help. You know, it's, it's one thing to write a check, but writing a check still doesn't doesn't um, uh, give, give the hours uh, of help that are needed. Ladies and gentlemen, so you've heard the appeal and I want to reiterate that. It's so important that we give back to our community and um, we need volunteers for the uh, Cougar Booster Club, Columbia yeah, High School. For, for all, all the groups need it. And I'll tell you this, you know, to me, volunteerism is the difference between a town and a community. You know, we all live in a town, but when when you're involved in it and 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 people are a lot of people are involved, that's what makes it a community, not just a town or a place to live. Well said. 
Hank, believe it or not, we are at Man, the we end again. again. We have about another minute. Any right. closing thoughts you'd like to leave folks um, for, for 2018, for the new year? Yeah, that, my thought would be to, um, you know, there's there's lots of stresses out there in, in, every, in everyday life these days that are, uh, some of them are, many of them are out of our control, it seems, sometimes. And, and I think what's happening is people are kind of losing their focus on, on um on, on trying to enjoy themselves too, uh, not to diminish the seriousness of what happens in our personal lives or in in the larger world, but make some time, enjoy life, enjoy your family and friends. And one really good way to do that is over a glass of wine and a good meal. Ladies and gentlemen, that is well said. We are here with Mr. Hank Zona, who is the founder and CEO of the Grapes Unwrapped. And you can reach him at his website, grapesunwrapped.com. Dot com and also look out for the Corkside Wine Club at the Orange Lawn Club, which um, he does with Chef Rich Crew. Hank, thank you for coming on the program and all the best to you and your family for you a too, prosperous and healthy 2018. Say hi to Deb for me and to, and to Bailey and uh, have a great and better 2018. Thank you so much. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this week on Leadership with Darrell Gunter. Remember, Leadership begins with you, and I want to wish you and your family with the best 2018. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year. WSOU 89.5 FM.